What? Chicken butt. It's episode 291 of Magic the Amateur. That's right. This episode is coming to you straight from 1992, when that saying was still acceptable and popular. Is that when it was invented? I don't know. Are you asking me if what's up chicken butt? Yeah. When did that be- reach its height of popularity? Um, I'm going to say the mid 90s. <laughs> Okay, that's fair. I can see that happening. Yeah. Maybe we can Google graph, you know, the you popularity know, can see the spike. Uh, yeah. I wonder. Well, you're listening to a podcast about Magic the Gathering. Whether you are a player new to the game, returning to the game, who is getting competitive, uh, or you're just like having a real good time playing with your friends, we're here for you. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts. 90s Megan. <laughs> Welcome, 90s Megan. You're looking very 90s today. Thank you. I'm feeling very 90s today. You've got the plaid on. Yes. You've got the hair pinned up. Yes. You've got the tie and the shirt. Yes. You've I got feel, that 90s I feel very dude. 90s. You just watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles before coming here. Um, I was a nerd, so excuse me. I watched Wishbone, <laughs> followed by Bill Nye the Science Guy, before yes. coming here. Yes. Excellent. An excellent series. Those were the only two shows. That and Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego. Carmen San Diego, for yeah. sure. Also, do you remember the show that the Krat Brothers had before Zaboomafu? Yes. I watched that one, too. My, That's my TV could not be switched away from PBS. Yeah, same. <laughs> this, we, this has been we not watched like PBS. literally. It was my choice. I thought oh. it had great shows. You know yeah, I mean? they did. Except for then I never wanted to watch the one. What's the one that started with like the song was like around a campfire? And it Barney was, and Friends. No, no, and it was like pictures of the of the outdoors, you know, like like buffaloes or like deers. Oh, um, this was a kids program. Yes, and it was on PBS, and it came on after. Like we've named like m- the popular shows that yeah. I loved. Yeah, like Wishbone, Carmen Sandiego, um, the uh, the Crap Brothers, Three Two One Contact, and the, but this came on after. I want to say it came on after the Crap Brothers. Wow, I don't know which one you're talking about. Me neither. I can't. I probably do, but I just don't remember it off the top of my head. Anyways, I'll have the people in my brain palace work on that. <laughs> On today's show, we've got a lot of great magic content for you. That's right. We're not just going to be talking about old PBS shows. Although I could for multiple hours. Honestly, do you know what? That was the golden age of television. I agree. Wishbone can't be beat. <laughs> and shouldn't be. He's nope. a dog. He's a dog. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Some dark and weird messaging on today's episode. Well, Megan goes to once again turn on our light, which has a mind of its own and has decided to turn off on us again. I'm going to let you know uh, what's coming up on the show. We're going to be not only giving you the news you need to start your magical week, which we do every week on the show. We're going to talk about the Hall of Fame voting process, which has kind of entered itself full swing on Twitter this week. I hope Megan's really trying over there. I hope everyone on the video is enjoying the strobe, <laughs> strobe experience. The strobe experience happening. <laughs> and uh, it's been pretty contentious. So Megan and I are going to give you our take on the list and how we personally approach voting for the Hall of Fame because it's uh, it's a pretty cool thing that Magic does. We're also going to take a walk down memory lane, and this is inspired from uh, Emma Handy on Twitter. So thank you for this inspiration here. She's like, "Hey, everything's getting a little bit negative with this Hall of Fame voting, and why don't we just take a pause?" to think about some positive stuff in our life and what was your favorite magic memory in 280 characters or less. So we're not going to speak in 280 characters, but we're going to share some of our favorite magic memories from you, mostly because I couldn't keep track on my fingers as I only have 10 of them. Yes. Plus, we're going to talk about Mark Rosewater's State of Design 2018 article. That's right. We were talking about this as we were getting ready for the show. And you're yeah. like, do you know what? I remember this from last year and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think it's super cool. He does a little res- retrospective on what changes the design team has implemented over the past year and how successful he thinks they are and some lessons and goals that he sets for himself and the entire team for 2019. I think that's going to be c- pretty cool because we're going to walk once again, down memory lane through some of these sets. I thought you were going to say we were going to walk in Mark Rosewater's shoes. Ooh. I'm dressed appropriately to do so. You you do look like him today. I really do. Wow. I wonder what size shoes he wears. I don't know. It could be we could fit in his shoes. Maybe we could. Mark, let us know what size shoes you wear. <laughs> Just comment on this video. <laughs> Before we do any of that, a quick announcement, actually. Uh, on Friday, you're not going to want to miss twitch.tv slash Amateur. That's right. It is 
What is it? It's a 24-hour stream. It's our very first one. It's so exciting. Um, Maria and I are getting up there in years. (laughs) (laughs) Megan just had a birthday, everybody. She thinks she's one foot in the grave. I'm so old. (laughs) I'm so old. Uh, Anyways, so we're not personally going to be on the entire 24 hours. No, because we're wusses. That's right. But the stream will be running. We will be there. Yeah, a a good chunk. I will personally be there for over 12. Yeah. Over 12 of the 24. It will be long enough for me to be incoherent. Uh, The rest of the time will be helped out by the pirate boys. Yeah. They'll be here in the office, you know. Streaming away, (laughs) which is being magic players. And it's super cool because we've got great giveaways for you, too, from Card Kingdom every single hour. That's right. Also, we're going to have links up to we're uh, using eBay to auction off some playmats, some old event playmats. Yes. uh, With some sweet art from the history of magic. And this is all going to benefit uh, a local organization called The Bridge for Youth, uh, which is an organization that helps LGBTQ kids um get back on their feet when they're experiencing distress of any kind yeah it's awesome so be sure you stop by the stream we're also going to use it to kick off our drum roll please official name change that's right wow we have lived with the names that we have megan and maria (laughs) (laughs) we'll be changing for a very long time my name is going to be flume trucius Wow, mine's gonna be Queen Elizabeth the first. Wow, great! One name. word, one, one word. word. Queen the Elizabeth first, the first, like written out. Yes. the first, great. One word. Yeah, we've been MTA caster, Magic the Amateuring for about a thousand years now. Yes, correction, six or more, and uh, we are officially gonna change your name to Good Luck High Five. That's right. Which has been the motto of the show since I incorrectly assumed that's what GLHF meant on Magic Online. That's right. A long time ago. And um, we just, the reasoning behind this is we just feel like it better suits us and who we've become now as as yes. players and people and our show and all these kinds of things. If That's we don't, right. We don't want you to feel like when you're listening to the show, like, oh, I'm conceding that I'm an amateur. Yeah. Because do you know what? You can be any kind of person listening to this show. Um, we have gone on many journeys into trying to, you know, improve our uh, GP performances. Absolutely. Going to PPTQs and yes. stuff like that. And we talk about that a lot on the show. So it's it's also something where we try and reach out to new players, but we also try and reach out to people who are trying to get better at the game or who are trying to build a local community. And we want our name to reflect all of that. And we have Hall of Famers who listen to us confirmed. That's right. So just shout saying. out to all of you out there. <laughs> it might all be one. It, it might, might be, be sh- maybe more shout than out one. to the one of you. <laughs> That is listening to this podcast. So, yeah, that means all of your links need to be updated uh, because I know you've hyperlinked and bookmarked all of our social media accounts. I'm certain that you have. I, for one, actively hyperlink and bookmark all of all of the social media accounts of the people that I follow. Uh, What I really my bookmarks bar is a mess. You tweet at MTA cast. We're not going to get it. Not as of right now, as of this Friday. So That's we're going right. to change on Twitter. Our Twitter name will change and we'll tweet out that. So if you're already following us, no worries. It's yes. very seamless. Patreon name is going to change uh, to patreon.com slash GLHF. I hope. I hope um, that name will be free. We're going to have to change our YouTube name. All of these things will be done on Friday during our stream. Woo! So all that information will be going out on Friday. But just, you know, keep it in the back of your mind. Yes. Keep it in your pocket. In your back pocket. Wolfpack. Anyway, if you want to be a supporter, speaking of Patreon. Yes. Now would be a fantastic time to do that. Yeah. Head on over to patreon.com slash MTAcast. Thank you a million, million, million times over to everyone who has already... Sh- no now that i sound like admiral akbar doing a sean connery impression <laughs> does, does sean connery exist in the same universe as admiral akbar he exists in every universe okay think about this it would be a trap not to support mta cast on patreon I, sean I, connery i don't know what to think about that <laughs> 
I honestly don't know how I feel about anything that just happened, but I do know how I feel about people who support the show on Patreon, which is so infinitely thankful. Yes. Um, so if you are at all able, please head on over there uh, and and give us as little as five bucks a month to keep the show uh, not on the road, but in the office and on the road to your ears, which is how I assume that it gets there. Like a connect, it's like the inner ear canal. Yes. It's a super highway of sound. By the way, big thanks to Card Kingdom, who, as we just earlier said, are donating awesome yes. giveaways for our stream. But they're also starting a brand new show called the local game show LGS Get It, hosted by Ooh. Sam Tang of Kitchen Table Magic. That's going to be uh, starting very soon. So just go to cardkingdom.com slash MTAcast. That link will also change. We'll let you know Ooh. once again. Uh, but yeah, it's a local game show with magic celebrities. I know. Very that. cool. Some really cool big names in magic are going to be on it and playing some fun games. And Card Kingdom is just a fun place to go and that is another reason why not only do they have great shipping and products from ultra pro one of our other sponsors but they do fun stuff like that so cardkingdom.com slash mta cast if you want to order anything before friday get on it hey everyone it's time for your magic news for this week item number one organized play that's right we had what we would call generously an organized play <laughs> announcement, but we might yes. also call an announcement that there will be further, further announcements. announcements. <laughs> you know how it goes. It's the old announcement chain. Yes. But what was announced in this OP, which stands for organized play announcement, was uh, a little bit of news, including that there will, one number one, there will be more announcements coming. Okay? Yes. Number Ooh, two. Number uh, two. In early September yes. for those for those next set of announcements. Correct. The first pro tour of next year is going to be February 22nd through 24th in none other than Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland. Have My you heard goodness. that Cleveland rocks? Cleveland rocks. Do you know what? There's more big cities in Ohio than I give it credit for. <laughs> like, you know, Akron. Oh, I was thinking of Cincinnati. Cincinnati, Cleveland, yes. Columbus. Columbus. Those are the three in my mind <laughs> that was the, akron was the only one yeah. i could think of but i mean three big cities is a lot pillsbury how many big cities does does minnesota have swanton i'm just making up names now yeah, you uh, are. swanton sounds real <laughs> uh minneapolis st paul duluth rochester four that's all but like msp is one really that's one metro a twin that is also one yeah yeah so i mean four. like also i mean isn't columbus bigger than duluth i don't know it has to be. <laughs> I, don't, I don't honestly know. Well, anyways. We'll get back to you. I'm just saying that despite, besides the size of cities in Ohio, these are some sweet organized play announcements. It's not, it's cool to know where the next one's going to be. Yes. And some good news for pros here. At least um, they have been very positive about this next part here. Achieving a level in the pro club will now grant you that level for two cycles rather than one. That seems pretty nice. Yeah, that's very They good. work really hard. For those pro levels. Absolutely. So to be able to have it for two is solid. There's a few updates to the team series rules, which, you know, doesn't concern most people unless you're on one of those teams. And like you said, the full pro tour schedule will be announced in early September. Yeah. I think the next part is cool, too. They are hiring three pro players uh, to advise them as they sort of work out the details for next season, whatever those details what may be. What oh. Yeah, that's really awesome because I think just having people on the inside, having inside people help you make these big decisions which affect so many people's lives in the community. Yeah. And in fact, people who watch those people as well, if you're invested in any of those players or you dream of being one of those players someday, it's important, you know, to have, to see their uh, life and make sure they have a good life too uh, as you watch them on screen as they're dreams unfold that's weird as it were do you know what i'm saying i mean yes what i'm saying here i didn't say it very well what i'm saying is it's important even if you're not one of the pro players who these changes will immediately affect if you're someone who aspires to be one of those people or if you're a member of the community and you want to see the pro yes community be i get what you're saying but like just <laughs> i just mean the like the, the sensation of watching someone and being like i hope that person has a good life <laughs> That's what it sounded to me like you were saying for a second. And I was like, that's weird. But okay. Do you ever just th look at somebody and you're like, I hope they are having a great life. I mean, sometimes. <laughs> I'm sure I've thought but that about usually... Anderson Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> Who hasn't you know looked what? at Anderson Cooper and thought that, I though? I hope you're having a good life. <laughs> Same. 
I mean, I feel like I think about it, you know, people that I knew in college. I'm oh, like, yeah. I hope you're having a good life. Yeah. There's plenty of those. <laughs> anyway, those yes. are the changes so far. More to come. So far. Next, we have the banned and restricted announcement. Boom. Get out of here, KCR. You're banned forever. Wrong. Oh. Nothing is banned. Dang it. No changes. <laughs> yeah. Everything's cool in school, at least for yep. now. Which has been a, a topic of hot debate for the last couple of weeks. There have been people who are on the side of they're absolutely going to ban some piece of KCI, whether that's they they go hard after lots of things and they ban, ban ancient stirrings yeah. or if they just go after KCI specifically and ban Clark Clan Ironworks. Yeah. And then there were other people who are like, they're not going to ban anything. Um, and hey, that's what happened. It's I think it's like the people who are, you know, also being like, oh, are they going to ban something from lantern control? Yeah. Well, it turns out just like flat out, not enough people want to play it. Yeah, that's true. Also, that deck got substantially worse. Yeah. In the last couple. Of I months. haven't seen it in anywhere. like the last year, I would say it has been a long time since lantern has been a solid deck to play in modern. Like when it won the pro tour and then it was like, bye. Yeah, ex- that's basically what happened, right? It was like, peace out, everybody. Weird. Good to see you. Why is that? Good day. Um, That's a great question. Mm. I'm not entirely sure. If you know the answer to this question, send us a tweet at MTACast with the hashtag, why lantern, why? <laughs> Part of me wonders if it's that, so we had a lot of stuff, right? Like people have tried to get fancier and fancier with it. I think of as other cards have come out that can potentially go into it. Like, War of Invention is something that comes to mind. Yes. And it's like, okay, that actually does make the deck better. Yes. But part of me wonders if there's ways that the deck has, people have been trying to continue to expand the deck in kind of that same way. And it's just like, oh, it's it's not as good. Like, the base, the basics of what it was back when it won the PT, like, you shouldn't try and improve Don't mess it. with perfection. Exactly. Um, but on the other hand, I just feel like there's so many decks that I've played um, where I got paired against Lantern on Magic Online, and I'm just like, who cares? Oh, like Scapeshift. Wish noto- I could feel that. Notably, is just sort of like that's true. It does not matter. No. So, so that's my thinking yeah. behind why they did not ban KCI. Like the deck is extraordinarily powerful, but here's the thing: not everybody, barely anyone, wants to play it. Let me correct myself. And yeah, playing it well takes a high level of mastery. That's true. And we also saw it fizzle a lot at the PT. I mean, we saw Ben Stark sweating bullets playing it at the Pro Tour. Yeah. And he is a fantastic magic player. And he's sitting there like, oh my God, don't screw up, don't screw up. Yeah. You know, like, and it we is saw him, not As you said, a fantastic magic player. We saw him lose a lot of matches of magic like, with it. Oof. Anyway, we um, can't. Right? We saw it like lose against humans. Yeah. We saw it lose against Hollow One. It's sort of like, and those are two really big decks in the format. Yeah. Fair point. Fair so, point. All right, so no changes. TLDR. Who knows? You know, maybe it'll continue to grow and eventually we'll get a ban. Could be. But for right now, they're saying everything's chill by us. All right, thing number three. There's going to be a brawl championship at GP Richmond. Yeah. GP Richmond is coming up at the end of this month. Uh, and back at Vegas, they want they ran a bunch of side events that were different format championships. Like they had a popper championship, stuff With like that. With trophies and stuff? Yes, they it have trophies cool. and sick prizes and the ability to call yourself the champion. Yes. And these brawl ones will be run in four-player pods. Okay. Uh, so it's a multiplayer wow, brawl championship. Wow, that's kind of neat. Right? What do you it's do? Super cool. That's cutthroat. Yeah. And for just for entering it, you get a sick Adelie's the Cinderwind playmat. You know what I think would be so funny to watch what the politics in these four player pods at a competitive event. Right? Seriously. Yeah. Like you're like, hey, don't attack me. And I, you know, I won't attack you for three turns. Yeah. Or whatever. And then you're like, just kidding. I attack <laughs> you. You're dead. Wow. What if you do that so consistently that even before the end of the tournament, like word People gets around, they're like, don't listen. You're- don't listen to her she's a filthy liar (laughs) she's a big time liar yeah i don't know yeah it'll be really cool to see megan are you gonna go play with your tatiova deck oh man (laughs) i wish yeah i love that tatiova deck this is from so card kingdom sells the sparring decks if you haven't gotten to brawl yet they're just 15 bucks and I, I have the Tatiova one. It's so much fun. Check out our video on YouTube. That's right. You can watch us playing uh, Tatiova versus Depala. Yeah. Oh, it's great. It's pretty cool. I drew so many cards. You, we almost didn't have enough table. I drew so many cards. Legit. Yeah. <laughs> 
about the Hall of Fame. Yeah. We did this last year. We did. This is our second, third year voting. This yes. This is our third year third voting. Third year. Wow. That's pretty cool. So it is really cool. We're very honored to have uh, votes to elect people to the Hall of Fame for this year's class. And uh, this year, a lot of people have said it's a very difficult decision. Yeah, that's what I've for. heard. So I'm just going to quickly run through the list in case there's so many people you at home it. don't know. So I'm going to go very fast. Sam Black, Lucas Blohan, Marcio Carvalho, Patrick Cox, Andrew Cunio, Javier Dominguez, Chris Fennell, Evan Flock, Justin Gary, Mark Herbaholz, Mike Hron, Chiyoshi Ikeda, T- Tomohiro Kaji. Wait, sorry. Tomohiro. I don't know who this player is. Kaji. I have to do my homework. Masahiro Kurada, Marin, Marin Liber, Seth Manfield, Tom Martel, Guillaume Matignon, Shaka Nilaren, <laughs> Andrea Miguchi, <laughs> Chikara Nakajima, Brad Nelson, Takuyu Asawa, Jamie Park, Chris Pakula, Andre Prost, Carlos Romao, Tomohiro Saito, Edward Sajgalik, Saj- Lishi Tian, Mike Sigris, Jeffrey Ciron, Yuta Takahashi, Jerry Thompson, Gaudenis Vig- Vidigiris, Craig Wesco, Conley Woods, Kentaro Yamamoto, Kenyu Kihiro. <gasps> wow. There you go. Just FYI. Yeah. <laughs> That was a very nice reading. Thank you. Well done. Thank well done. you. Hire me for your used car commercials anytime. So um, one that I am very interested in, and I'm going to like go back and, and continue to look at stats that people have posted yes. and read more, is someone I have, did not know of at all, Justin Gary. Ah, Justin Gary, old school player. Yeah, like an old school player. Yeah. Um, who people, I like, I saw a couple of like spreadsheets that people had put together of people in the Hall of Fame. And in terms of like accomplishments, he's way up there. Yeah, he's somebody I'm familiar with only because Tim Willoughby votes for him every year and yeah. like advocates pretty hard on his behalf. Yeah, and I know that one of the big arguments that people have started making is that Pro Tour top 16s should count like basically as top eights. Because you, it's very easy yeah. to have the same record as someone in that's true the top eight, but still just be Lose top on sixteen or yeah on tiebreakers, um, and that I mean even if it's like you had one more loss or one draw or something like that, it's still a really big accomplishment. Oh, yeah. And so even if you have if you have like you know six or seven or eight top sixteens, that should count for something. How many does he have? Do you remember? Um, I, this impressed I you? want to say that it was something like, oh, I, I don't remember. I uh, will give have me to, just a second. Yeah, I'll get my phone. Look it up. I am. Um, well, we'll just tell you quickly about the voting for Hall of Fame, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Megan's, <laughs> Megan's sneaking into her bag. Um, there is no required threshold that the players have to meet in order for us to be able to vote for them once they've qualified to be on this list. Right. So they have to make qualifications to be considered. But after that, it's kind of up to the individual balloteers, as it were, to vote however they choose. We're old timey balloteers. We're going to cast our ballots and pull the lever. So, for instance, I could say I'm not voting for somebody unless they have four pro tour top eights, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Somebody else could say I'm not voting for somebody unless A, B and C. And other people value People value things differently. For instance, uh, some people value community contributions pretty highly. And other people value, like, at 100% most is your results the most highly. And they don't really account for community contributions. So it's kind of just up to who is ever voting, which way and how they want to weigh various factors of these people's lives and magic when they make their votes. Wow. Uh, So this is just one quick one that I'm looking at. Okay. Um... 20 top 32s and 44 pro tours. That's that is a lot. It is a lot. That's impressive. Wow. You know what always surprises me when I look at this list every year? Reed Duke is not on it <laughs> because he's he hasn't he's, he's he hasn't on, been playing for 10 years 10 yet. 10 years on the pro it's, tour. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's one of the funny. ones like where right the years that we've seen like last year, for instance, it was the first year that Martin Yuza and Josh Utterlayton were even eligible. eligible. And so there's people and like Seth Manfield is the same this year yes. where it's like it's the first year that they're on the ballot. And a lot of people are like, yeah, that per- like Seth Manfield has a lot of really strong qualifications. Boop. Now is the chance. Now is the time. Yes, exactly. Brad Nelson first year on this ballot as well. Um, somebody that I was going to mention as someone uh who has a lot of community contributions, but not necessarily the stats, according to some people, is Chris Pakula. This comes up every year. Comes up every year. And by every year, I mean this is the first year, this is the second year that it's come up because it's the second, second year <laughs> that he's been qualified. <laughs> yes, that he's made the ballot. That he's re on it. Exactly, that he's re balloted. Re balloted. Yes. Yeah. So, 
I voted for him last year. I'll vote for him again this year. I intend to vote for him this year as well. Same. Uh, And tons of people, like, people in coverage have talked about this before, where it's like, we all think that we know so many people amongst, you know, people who work behind the scenes uh, on the coverage team or wherever, who are like, I'm going to vote for Chris Pakula. Like, he made so many contributions to the game. For instance, cheating Yes. You what an anti-cheating. Anti-che- Don't say it like that. Oh, he made the contribution of cheating. Just <laughs> no. anti-cheating. What I mean to say is we all today know that cheating is very bad and you should never do it, right? Back in the early days of magic, that was not necessarily a normal. No, quantity. that was like not a given. No, people are like, hey, if I cheat and get away with it, that's just game in the system. Yeah. And Chris Bakula was like, no, you're cheating. It's a, it's a game, <laughs> and that's cheating. <laughs> and so we have a, a lot to thank him for in that regard, and I believe that is worthy of being elected into the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. Uh, plus his excellent performances throughout the years as well. Um, yeah, I. we also talk about from time to time the instance of creating a non-player Hall of Fame, yeah. which I'm also for, to induct people like Richard Garfield, who like made the friggin' game. Mark Rosewater. Mark Rosewater, who like has de- dedicated most of his life to the game. People like Brian David Marshall, pro tour historian, an all around awesome guy, um, this kind of thing. So I, I hope that that does happen in the future as well. I'm a big supporter of that too. Mm-hmm. You're looking up some statty ruse. Uh, I'm trying to find. I know that I've. I'm that trying to oh, find Justin links. Gary's deal or just in general like i'm trying to find a link to the spreadsheet that i was looking at earlier and i can't find it who else are you thinking about we'll just go um on the list and anybody else who's kind of caught your eye uh seth manfield has caught my eye for sure it's his first year but it's he's like a he's like a machine like he just is always doing amazingly well and has impresses most people that he plays with uh like current looking like he's going to be the player of the year this year. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He is leading. Yes. Right now in the race. Craig Wesco. Not much time left. No, there is not. There was how many things left? Like a tournament? Maybe. Yes. Maybe. Don't quote me on that. That's maybe the We're most that there is. We're getting down to the wire. Um, yeah. Craig Wesco. And West not Ball. his first title. No. No, he's had it before. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. World champion. World champion. Seth Manfield. Yep. Yeah, very good player. Um, I love Craig, and I love what he kind of represents in the game, too, which is somebody who backs a certain play style and kind of deck choice and has become kind of a, like the leader of that. Let's be clear. You're going to you. You like Craig Wesco's <laughs> deck choice, quote unquote, by which you mean yes. he plays creatures. And you're yes. like, yes. yes, you're like green, white creatures. This is my jam. I don't know. I think that's cool that you could like look to this person Maria. and always be like, Craig Wesco is a great human being, <laughs> but you cannot, you cannot argue that consistently choosing one kind of deck is a qualification for the Magic Hall of Fame. I'm just saying that I think it's cool. He is also a good player. Yes, of course he's also a good player. But I'm saying if we're talking about qualifications, like I'm gonna be here. We go. I'll be like, I'll you know, like I'll be the tough one here. Oh, okay. I'll. I'll provide like some tough love. You can't just be like, I appreciate someone's deck choices. So that that's how I'm going to vote on no, this. No, 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 no. It would be definitely more on top of that. But I'm just saying, I think that's cool. And he's not alone in that. There's other yeah. people who have <laughs> put their name to certain play styles and decks over the years. Yeah. Which I also, I also really like. Yeah. Um, you know, an interesting name on this for me is Mike Sigrist. Yes. To me, Mike Sigrist is so <laughs> iconically magic. He really is. Mike Sigrist is someone that I look at and I'm like, you're not already in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. He's not. Isn't that, isn't that a little weird? It is. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Mike Sigrist is a name that jumps out to me. Even Flock is an, a name that uh, jumps out to me as well. Yeah. I don't know how many, like, again, if we're just going back to, like, the cold hard stats yeah. kind of thing. I don't know how many... Um, Top eight, Yvonne Flock has. Ken Yukahiro. He is a consistently good player, but yeah. if we're talking about like top of the top, tippity top of the top tip. Tip of the tip, 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 Nope. <laughs> anyway, <sighs> as you can see, voting for the Hall of Fame is full of great arguments. It really is. And fun times with your friends. Um. Okay, let's see. Oh. We can talk about uh, some, some top eights per player right now. All right, give me the cold, hard cash numbers. Who has the number one most top eights 
of anybody ever, John Finkel. Um, someday it's gonna be Paolo. Yeah, wow, hot, that's a hot. That's take. a hot take. That's a hot take. From but I like I actually don't think you're wrong about that. I had that thought in the last pro tour too. Yeah, I was like, Paolo's coming for you. Like it's gonna happen. Yeah, uh, so Justin Gary has three top eights in addition to um, the 20 top 32s mentioned before. And I hear a lot of people say that three is kind of the base number for somebody they're willing yeah. to vote for for the Hall of Fame as far, yeah. to- as, far as top eights go. Mike Sigrist has three. Yep. Chris uh, Bakula, three. Um, let's see. Seth Arino. Uh, Seth four. has four. Yeah. Right, and that's, I think, where that's people are like... That's kind of like, block. Exactly. Because um, I think that, you know, I wonder I wonder if there are people who will look at, like, Mike Sigrist's record of three and say, like, yes, I will vote for him um, and not vote for Chris Pakula. But I'm like, my guess is that the people who won't vote for Pakula with only three won't vote for Sigrist. Sure. Yeah. Um, I I don't know how true that is. Um, I think that my answer is that I would vote for both of them because Sigrist is so iconically magic. That's all that I'm saying. Well, Megan, you can't just say someone's iconically magic uh, and have it be a reason. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to be one of those bal- inflatable balloon people at a, at a car sale. Yeah. Um, here's an interesting one that's been the subject of a lot of debate. Yes. Li Shi Tian at five. That's first year on the ballot. A lot. Yeah. Five, your first year on the ballot. Yeah. Impressive. It really is. Um, and Li Shijian is like someone that I've recalled watching play, like play in top eights. Yeah. Like since I started watching pro tour coverage. Right. Um, which is really cool. So the question about it is that like, what I find interesting is that before this year, I had never heard anything against him. No. And either. all of a sudden he's on the ballot and a bunch of people are like, well, he's a cheater. Yeah. Um, and it's, or a few people. Yeah. A few people. And right. It's, it's really difficult. Um, I, you know, as a person who's voting for the hall of fame to look at these accounts and be like, how much am I supposed to weight these? Right. I don't know. I don't know the answer. I have no experience playing him. So I don't know. You see these numbers as we look at through these numbers of top eights here. And once you hit five, there's like, a, that's just absurd. There's a star next to most people's names, which means they're already in the they're hall of fame. They're already in the hall of fame. Right? And so you get, you get to those kind of numbers and like Lee Shitian seems like, oh, well, duh, you have five and you're not in the hall of fame yet. Put them in there. But then you mentioned, I saw this stuff on online and I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to think. Like, what am I supposed to make of this? And I think it's also super interesting that one, like I said, it it didn't come up until this year. Yeah. Like I haven't heard any of it. Um, And then also I was reading um, a a, like a longer Facebook post that someone in magic wrote. um, And I won't put their name to it because it was again on Facebook. So I don't want to like. Sure. Say who it was in case they did not want that shared. I don't know how public it was. Talking about how, like, especially back in the day, there was kind of like, as all of these Japanese players started doing really well, um, and Lee Shichan, obviously not Japanese, um, but he was talking about in the context yes. of Japanese players back in the day of being like, well, they're cheaters, like, when they started doing really well. And, like, part of me still sometimes looks at the Hall of Fame and says, like, how well is this Hall of Fame representing the extent to which this game is played worldwide? Right. Um, and, you know, I don't, I don't know that it does satisfy, like, my expectations for a game that is played around the world. Uh, so I think that that's also a concern. Yes. Um, and they were talking about how in that, like, again, this was, you know, way farther back in the day. Um, they weren't saying at all that this was necessarily a way that people behave now and saying like, oh, all of the players from like this area are cheaters or whatever. But I think it's still an interesting consideration to say, well, hey, like, why do you is think any that? of that sort of stigma still coloring the way that people talk about players? Right. It's certainly something that we have to analyze when we're thinking about it. 
Yeah, very true. I read the same article you did and had been thinking about it as well. And the, tr- the truth of the matter is, like, we're going to do our homework. You can obviously see that we already are doing this. Yeah, we think about it a lot. <laughs> think about it a lot. We do not take these decisions lightly. And we'll have conversations with a lot more people, too, yeah. I think, prior to casting our ballot as to, you know, our final decisions or whatever. Yeah. Too, in the community. I can say right now... Um, like, I know, like we said, Chris Pakula is going to be on mine. Yeah. Um, my guess is that at the end of the day, uh, Seth will be on mine. Yeah. Um, just because he, like we said, like four four PT top eights is really good. World champ. M- world championship. Like player world of the champion. Year. Multiple time player of the year. Like, just a really impressive all around record. Yes. So. Um, and then there's other considerations. Like I will definitely talk to people a lot more. Um, but like my gut instinct was certainly to vote for Lee Shi John when he was first on the yeah. ballot. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, depending on see who where else we I go see. from there. Exactly. We get five votes each, so yeah. we can vote for five people. I have never voted for more than two. Yeah, I think that's wait. No, fair. that's not true. I voted for three last year. So. So anyway, Hall of Fame. Oh boy, that was was a deep dive. It really was. (laughs) (laughs) Oh wait, and I forgot, I was like, I think that I will, I've read enough about, uh, like reading about Justin Gary and all of the people that have been recommending voting for him are people whose opinions I really respect. Yeah, And that's the biggest part of it for me is there's so many people who have been playing the game for a long time who are like, this is a really good case for him. I think that he should be on it. I'm like, do you know what? I trust you enough. I don't know him as a player, that's before my day. Yep. But I right. shouldn't disqualify you, him. Exactly. If you believe it, I'll take your word for it. Right. Yep. Hey, everyone. We're here to tell you about one of our sponsors, Ultra Pro. Ultra Pro. That's Their right. name sounds BA because they are. They have six stuff. Like, do you know what? We haven't talked about these in a while, but I love them so much. They're great. They're the life pads. Uh, you can see in the video if I, if you're listening, you don't know what I was talking about for a second. But they like lay nice and flat. They have the beautiful Steve Avon art. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. The 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 magic artist we all know and love, Steve, Steve Avon. Avon. Um, they're just they're so good, and like they have a little grid on the inside. Yeah, it's perfect. These like they're pads amazing. Are excellent. I adore them. I would consider them. I've got an Elder Dragon play mat here. Yes. Darigaz. Great. Rawr. No, that's, isn't that Vivictus? This is Vivictus Asmati. Yes. The Dire. Sorry. Also, Vivictus is my favorite name. I want to start a metal band just to name it Vivictus. You could. I would buy that band's yeah. t-shirt. <laughs> Never mind. Vivictus. I'm just going to make a fake band t-shirt Seriously. for the band Vivictus. Vivictus. I mean, like, their songs are so metal. Even Chris Pakula is like, this band is too metal for me. <laughs> they also have dice rolling trays now. Yeah, I yes. just found this. Check this out. If you're a D&D player, there you go. Don't nice. let your dice go everywhere. Exactly. Don't make them make, <sighs> make loud noises. You don't want a messy dice life. No. No. Ultra Pro. The place where the Ultra Pros go. Go. <laughs> Trademark. For a walk down memory lane, Megan. Ooh, Maria, let's take a walk down this beautiful pathway that's shaded by trees and smells of lovely flowers. Ooh, I like this pathway. Yeah, of course you do. It's memory lane. Oh, okay, great. How about your favorite magic memory of all time? Of all time? I know. This question's impossible. That is impossible. But we're going to try to answer it. Do you have an answer? Um... You know what? I thought to myself, let's just take what is the first thing that comes to your mind mm-hmm. when I thought about it. And the first thing that popped into my memory, my memory, what was I going to say? Trough. My memory trough uh-huh. was the first draft we ever played. Oh, yeah. It's just such a strong memory for me. Yeah, I it think. really is. We had, we, it's the first time we ever got a deck box. Yeah. Which were just those, you know, cardboard <laughs> tubes that cards come in or something to stores yeah and uh the first time we ever drafted it was in the uh, back room of a tiny little game store in minneapolis here because it wasn't fully done yeah and uh we dr- we passed the cards like around a barrel or something like yep. that i don't remember um but gosh that was a fun tournament yeah, it really was 
And it just solidified my love of draft. You can't beat drafting round a barrel. (laughs) That's what they say. That's what they say. But it's also kind of my first magic memory. So I don't know if that's cheating, but that is the first one that I thought of. Yeah. What's the first one you thought of? Um, We've, we talked about this. We've talked about this a lot in the past, but mine is probably like my, my top GP finish. Yeah. Um, which was Minneapolis. Yeah. Wasn't it was it? Minneapolis 34th. Nice. And I still like, I still think about it. Cause I think that was the first time that I ever felt like, Oh, I like, I am a competent player. And you know what? <laughs> Literally the first time I ever thought it. <laughs> what? And that's like four years into the game. Wow. Four years into playing was the first time that I was ever like, maybe I can play sometime. And you cashed that event. Yeah, I did. So you, we can't be magic the amateuring. You got paid for playing magic. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Way, way all those days ago. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, like that was, again, that's not the finish for me so much as, like I said, it was like the first time that I was ever like, oh, my God, like, I'm not I'm not just bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> I could have told you that. Yeah, but, you know, I wouldn't Sometimes have believed you. Sometimes you got to tell yourself that. You need some that concrete evidence. By Sometimes beating other people. Some concrete one evidence. One of them named Marie <laughs> in a sanctioned tournament. That's right. I did beat you. You were my only loss on day two. Wow. Fun fact. That's right. Yeah. You finished 11 and 4. Yeah. Yeah. And I finished 11. Wait, no. You finished 10, 10 4, and 1. And did I, I finished 11, 3, and draw? 1. That's why we ended up playing each other. Because yes, you were in the draw bracket draw also. Bracket. Yep. Walked right into that secure the waists, everybody. <laughs> Walked right into it. Um, another one that jumps to my mind, just thinking back on the past six years, is recording um, one of my favorite episodes we ever recorded um, on my porch at night, which was our episode called Sigh, which was about oh, women yeah. in magic. Yeah. And it was a really tough episode to record. That's right. And it was on your porch. Yes. Wild. But <laughs> we used to do that every week. Yeah. We didn't have an Back office. Back when we did like have an this. office or a YouTube. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was just a nice night. And we had put a lot of preparation into that episode. Yeah, we did. Uh, I wrote a freaking song on my ukulele. Yeah, you did. <laughs> wow. And, and it just, wasn't just singing to the singing to the tune of All Star. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Which is something the uh, one song I can reliably play. Hashtag three chords. But uh, it, it just made me proud to do that episode. Yeah, because I think it you know helped enact a lot of change. As did your article, and um, I don't know. Yeah, it's I a have nice to say, memory. This isn't. It's not so much a memory, but definitely, especially in like the past. Um, like six months to a year, um, when I sometimes can get frustrated by things, I'll still stop and look around and be like, the landscape looks a lot different than it did five years ago, which is really cool to see. Absolutely. Um, and you can still look at a GP and be like, well, it feels like there's not that many women here, but there's so many more than there used to be. There are. Uh, there's so many more being prominent content creators there's so many more being prominent players there's just so many more showing up and that's you know like i said not a memory but it's something that i really appreciate i had another memory today what sitting at at my computer i you know both have coverage accounts now yes because we work for coverage and i remembered the day we got to the community cup oh yeah so meg and i were part of the very last community cup team this was before there is all these sorts of other releases yeah pre-releases events to honor content creators and uh we looked on the magic online accounts and we had god accounts is what they call them just four copies of every card in the history of magic and the power nine are like at the top of the screen right and i remember walking in there and being like oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man now that i think about it like the first draft that we did as part of that event which was the stipulation cube draft yes i loved that was great that was a highlight and i had like what was your stipulation mine was i could only do one half of the alphabet or the other oh yeah that's right. so it was either like a through l or whatever a through m or n through z and i ended up with a through um, and drafted like a sick reanimator deck. Was this Legacy Cube? I want to say it was. Cube? I think it's it was like, Legacy. Yes. I want to say it was Legacy okay. Cube. Um, and it was just like, it was so great. And there was a point at which I like, there's like the spell that you can, you cast it to reanimate something. And then you can sack three creatures as its flashback cost to reanimate oh, something. Yeah. So I like reanimated something and then I sacked my 
tokens from Grave Titan to cast <laughs> it again. Oh, it was so good. That was a fabulous tournament. It was so much fun. My stipulation was drafting nothing that could be targeted by anything. Uh, or nothing, oh, wait, nothing that, that says target. That says target on it. Yes. So I just drafted Green Ramp. Yeah, you did. And that deck was great, <laughs> that too. That deck was excellent. Hornet Queen, Crater Oh, Huff. You Hornet hooked them. I hooked them. Is that, I think that's the origin it of is. Get Huff. It is. The origin. You hooked none other Melissa than Melissa Detora. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Her deck, we, she had the same stipulation. She also had a great take on it, but she drafted White Weenie. Yeah. Which, yeah. Excellent. But I hoofed you with Creator Hoof and Hornet yeah. Queen. So, you know, there's nothing you there can do you about go. that. No, there's really nothing that you can. <laughs> Those are like some of the first ones that jumped to my mind. Our first yeah. pre release, of course, is up there. Ugh. But yeah. There's a lot of good magic memories. Absolutely. Wow. Do you remember when our podcast was didn't even have its own website? Wow. Yes. Way back in the day, it was on like a collective website yeah. for podcasts. Holy buckets. Wow. What a time. <laughs> what a time we've had. We would love to hear about your magic memories. If yeah. you have them as well, you can respond to Emma, Emma Handy's original tweet or you can tweet at us at MTACast with the hashtag magic memories. What a real hashtag. That's an actual hashtag. It's a real hashtag. <laughs> Not that everything that time. we say isn't a hashtag that we encourage you to use. Oh, for sure. But we're just saying this one may be more real than some others <laughs> that we've used in the past. time to take a look at the state of design that's right this is coming from none other than mark rosewater's article state of design 2018 and this is something that he's been doing since 2005 wow 2005 how many things can you say you've been doing since 2005 oh great question putting on your socks wow sure that counts do you know what (laughs) what you haven't you're like i didn't put on socks no i haven't but i was trying to think like have I been driving a car since 2005? And the answer is I haven't. Really? Really. As in you didn't have your license or you just didn't have I a car? I didn't have my license. <gasps> Baby Megan. Wow. <laughs> I wow. have not been driving Mark a car. Mark has been writing this article at his job longer, longer than, you've than been I've driving? been driving a car. Oh, my Lanta. That's pretty, that's pretty wild. <laughs> that's some history. That's some history. So it's cool. He takes a look at uh, research and development and what his team and he himself have been working on this past year in magic and what lessons that they've learned and some goals that they have going forward. And he looks at them through the lens of some of the sets they put out this year. So we're just going to talk a little bit and use it as a way to remember what's been going down. Yeah. First up, Ixalan. That's right. Well, actually, first up, we can say that the new system, he's, loved, he's a fan of the new way that sets are released. Yes. Which is uh, that instead of having, Big, well, you're talking small. about also they like they've added play design. Yes, which they're talking about That's like a huge yes. improvement. Sick, um, and then moving away from the two blocks with a large and a small uh, to just three large sets plus a core. Yeah, pretty great. They love it. So yeah, he's saying that they yeah they really if really they're love happy. It. And I'm honestly, happy. Dominario was so good. It was excellent. It was so. Good. It was so good. People are like, put a small set in. Exactly. <laughs> Which I guess is the reaction you want. Yes. Is to just be like, you want you more, want more but, no. but you can't. No. And right. And it's like maybe Dominaria itself wouldn't have been as good. Yeah. If, if they had Say tried to make a small one. set or the small set would have ruined it all. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Could have. So let's just appreciate Dominaria for the beautiful thing that it was i'm excited for the return to return to dominaria oh it was so good yeah anyways but first ixalan yes that's right okay so they're very happy with some of the mechanics from ixalan Mm -hmm. like explore yeah oh great i loved explore excellent mechanic yeah and one of the lessons that mark said they wanted to take away was they wanted to cross the streams of the tribes more yeah that it was just too Narrow. Like too narrow, too linear. Yeah. Too much just like, these are pirates. These are merfolk. These are dinosaurs. Why are there no dinosaur pirates? So this is expressly answered in his article. He says, somebody comes up to him and they say, hey, have we thought about crossing these tribes more? And he said, I just didn't understand how a pirate dinosaur could work. So we didn't do it. I don't understand what you mean. Mark, this is where we take a moment to get real with you. What do you mean? 
dinosaur pirate would have been the greatest card. The greatest card of all time. Ixalan. Are you questioning a dinosaur's ability to be a pirate? Or a pirate's ability to be a dinosaur? Because that's hurtful. Have you ever considered a small three-pointed hat on top of a brontosaurus? Have you considered a Tyrannosaurus Rex with a hook for a hand? Or two hook hands? <laughs> its arms are even more useless than you. That's right. Two hook hands. Don't say that about hook hands. <laughs> I just mean the T-Rex meme. Yes. <laughs> but like, this would have been a great... I think very creative use of design space. Yeah. Just thinking outside the box a little bit. Yeah. Having a little bit more fun with it. So, yeah. I like that as a lesson because I would love to see that. And I love tribal sets. They're one of my favorites. Yeah. So crossing more, great. Yes, absolutely. I want to see... I just want to see a dinosaur everything. Anyways. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. They also... Oh, this is something that people mentioned about Ixalan, but it was just like they even he says like things were a little bit too simple. Okay. Like they over they like sometimes in the past they've been like things were too complex. And so they tried to dial it back and they just dialed it too far. I didn't really notice that playing it. Really? That's why you got tired of it. Really? Remember when we maybe I just don't remember. Remember when we got kind of tired of Ixalan? It happened. Okay, I'll take you. You have to trust me on this. It happened. And it's just sort of like, you know, it was, I think that's Whereas part of what happened. we never got tired with Dominaria. Exactly. And that's because it, there was so much to it and kind of Ixalan didn't have as much to it. Okay. So to speak. Up next. Yee. Unstable. Ugh, so much fun. I mean, the highlight of this for me yeah. was that it was just like the most surprising great thing. It was excellent. Yes, I was ready for a silly set. I wasn't ready for a silly set that was, that was so good. much fun. You know, we had waited and waited to play an unset because it's our first unset. Yeah. And I was so happy with the way it turned out. It was a blast to play. And like you said, it was also good. Yeah. Um, it was just, it was so much. Home run for design. So much fun. And they said, even they said there was there was an audience for the product and they, yeah. were, they were kind of like unsure. Um, and yeah, maybe we'll get to see a fourth one. I loved the art on, in Unstable. Was oh, it was great. Here's the lesson. It was so good that they're taking away is yes. to play test more. Yeah, because you know they're they've got to put their play test somewhere. Probably yeah, arguably more important. But uh, we did notice playing Unstable though. While excellent, there are a few cards I think that were overpowered. Yeah. Um, or things like like the ordinary pony situation where yeah. they had to be like, oops, oops, rada, yeah, yeah. So a few things that were a little too powerful that I think you could have caught with yeah. more play testing, but overall excellent. Yes, Dominaria is up next. <sighs> Even just look at this, looking Dominaria. at like the banner art at the top of it. it I so love it good. so much. And it you know was what? So good. We get I to. Feel, it was just like. It's been, you could count the time between us and Dominaria in weeks. Honestly, you could count it in days <laughs> without going overboard. And it's, it's been days since Dominaria and I miss it. I do too. But guess what, Megan? You're going to get to watch it next month. I feel this overwhelming. What? World Championship. <gasps> They're drafting Dominaria. They are? Yes. Perfect. And Guilds of Ravnica. That's right. Or That's sealed the team. Or the seal, the yeah. team sealed is guilds correct that's gonna be so cool so two great formats hopefully in one at yeah. world so i'm excited about that and mark's overall takeaway of dominaria was we nailed it yeah <laughs> guess what guess what you're not wrong mark we're so good we're so good at this yeah dominaria was great high five yourself oh. because dominaria was it was so good one of my favorite sets in recent memory i miss it don't worry megs it'll be oh. back um the big, the the only thing, really, the biggest the thing, uh, was that legendary sorceries were just too, like, clunky. They're just too clunky, um, yeah. and I and I agree. They've even talked about how it's like they just they didn't really make it into standard. I guess we're seeing now some decks of the Turbo Fox playing like Karn's Temporal Sundering. Yeah, um, but they it shouldn't be that hard, right? And especially like in limited, as just sort of like well. well the, there you go. Yeah. Not going to cast it. Exactly. And that there should have been more kicker. Okay, sure. I, love, I yeah, like exactly. Yeah, they're just sort of like, I guess if what we else? had to say that we should have done something else differently, uh, here's this note on kicker. 
But, but can we just talk for a second about the sagas one more time? They are so good. They are so good. They're so good. They're one of my favorite magical things that's happened in my lifetime as a player. Oh, the sagas were amazing. I hope they come back. They were so good. Dominaria too. <laughs> or elsewhere. I don't know. Would that be weird to have them elsewhere? They probably won't do it. Do what? Sagas in oh, another no. set. I mean, we can dream. I Maybe can if we dream. ever go back to Phyrexia, because that plane has a lot of history. Yeah, that's true. So that could be a place. I could see them on, on Phyrexia. Yeah. Especially since we'd saw Phyrexian scriptures was one exactly. of them. And it was a sweet one. And the art was sweet. So hear us out. If you're trying to find a way to a place to bring back sagas. Think about it. There's our hint. How about M19? Yeah. M19. So this is the return of the core set. Welcome back. You know, I wasn't sad to see them go, but I'm also not sad sad to see them back. What does that say about me? I don't know. Like, right. They're a solid product. Okay. They're not like the the cream of the crop. No. But they're not bad. They're like the corn. Exactly. (laughs) They're like the corn of the crop. (laughs) They're like, the, they're like the cream of wheat of the crop. There you go. That's there, yeah. what it is. Uh, you know, like they get the job done. And I do really appreciate them for teaching newer. <laughs> they get the job done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For the job that. they're trying to do. I appreciate that as well. Yeah. Here's a lesson from Mark. This is we're going to all learn a new word here. There's probably more space for, quote, lenticular design yeah that just means not flat right means like the, we... the curve of a lens of like the eye oh. so what he means oh. we had to look it up is uh that it was too flat so too simple yeah overall but giving it a little curve on the edges for those players who want a little bit more complexity yeah and i think that is a fair criticism i agree yeah but you i know, still really do like m19 there was a lot of good stuff Yes. This, 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 this list we have here, what we just, Megan's like, don't, don't well, paper why, cut me. Uh, yeah. Um, all these things we just talked about were awesome. Yes, they were. Ixalan, excellent stuff in there. Yeah. We did get bored of it, but like pirates, dinosaurs, vampires. Oh Great. my. Great. Loved all that. Yes. Unstable. We loved it. We adored it. Dominaria. Marry I, me. I miss it all the time. Even when it's around. M19. I miss it. Great. Solid. Solid stuff. Good year in magic. This is a great year Good in magic. Good freaking year in magic. <laughs> Good freaking year. I sounded sarcastic. sarcastic. <laughs> I did not mean to. Say it in a non-sarcastic way. Good freaking year. <laughs> I, I don't think you can. I, I don't think I you don't, can. I don't know that you can say the phrase Good, Good freaking year. year. Good freaking year. No, I'm trying so hard. You know what? It was a... No, I can't do it. It was a good good freaking year in magic. That was pretty good. I think that's as close as we're going to get. That's as close as... That's as close as we'll come. Guess what? What? Chicken butt. Fell for it twice in one show. How? 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 That's the end of our episode. But we're going to oh, remind oh boy. you again that our 24-hour stream's coming up this Friday. That's right. Do you know what? Also, I forgot something. What? That is my literal favorite piece of magic news this week. What? Autumn Burchett oh, won yes. the English National Champion yes. for the second year in a row. Do you know how hard that is? That's... I, not when easy. I saw it, when I saw it, I was like, holy freaking cow. Yeah, great freaking job. <laughs> We're going to have to We're put a warning so label hard. on this episode. <laughs> so hard for sarcasm. Yeah. <laughs> or is it that if you say freaking enough times, it becomes explicit? I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. It's like enough of them I add up. Anyway. I don't think that's a thing. Great job, Autumn. It's so, that's, like, I honestly cannot overstate how, how impressive an accomplishment that yes. is. And that's so cool. We've got uh, the world. So that's for the World Magic Cup coming up. Yeah, in December. In December. And uh, what other Ugh. news? I saw a woman uh, is on the team in another country. I'm trying Norway. to Norway. Yeah. So congratulations. Was their national champion as well. Fabulous. Pretty cool. We're going to see some really cool stuff at the World Magic Cup. Yeah, no we are. No doubt. No doubt. We also <laughs> fr- failed to mention that GPLA happened this past weekend. That's true. And Red Black took it down. Well, there there's a reason why we didn't talk about it. Moving on. <laughs> this is the end of the show. But good job for Jabberwocky for winning it. Logan oh, Nettles. Really? Yeah. Won the whole thing. With Red Black? Yeah. Go to heck. <laughs> so 
but Megan's not interested anymore. Yeah, congrats to him. Um, but yeah, uh, some we had a full week of things happening. We really did. Jeez, what a great Louise. week. What a great week. 24-hour stream this Friday, twitch.tv yes. slash magic the amateuring. That's right. Um, check out if you want to donate to Bridge for Youth, um, make a donation to them and send us a little screenshot. And we'll send you a special prize. Yes. It will be a tiny prize, but it'll be a tiny special prize um, as part of the fundraiser. Do you want people to send it to us? Oh, yeah. If you can screenshot it and tweet it at us, great. And tag them. Yes. And you can also, or or if you prefer to email it. Those are both valid options. Either way. And we'll have a way to track donations once we are live on the stream, too, so you can watch that tick up and all that kind of stuff. So I'm pretty pretty stoked about that. Same. Big thanks to everybody who's a member of our family on patreon.com slash MTAcast. Yep. Thank you so much to all their new members and our current members. And if you've been thinking about it, please consider actually hitting the sub button this week. It would mean a lot to us. That's right. Thank you so much. You're really out there doing Emrakul's work. Thank you to cardkingdom.com slash MTAcast for sponsoring our prizes and our 24-hour stream. Yes. Generally being awesome. And to our other sponsor, Ultra Pro. That's right. They're both sick. Yeah. And starting next week, this podcast is going to have a new name. Um, so just be aware of that in your That's right. in your feed. It's the same podcast coming at you, but it's going to have a new name. It already has a new graphic. So hopefully, yes. hopefully we didn't scare you too much when that no. happened. Also, we're going to sign off like this. Hey, Maria. What, Megan? Good night. And good Good luck. luck. High five. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that is a great ending. (laughs)